I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. John Carter investigates a miracle in Cuba. Hello, friend. I'm John Carter. Welcome back to the Carter Report. Today we're talking about our man in Havana, Pedro. My guests today are Susie Pirino. Delighted to have you with us today, Susie. Glad to be here. And Alan DeLeon. Glad to have you with us Thank today. You. You've just come back from Cuba. Yes. Indeed. You've been telling us about the evangelistic campaign that Pedro was conducting and how he was saved by the communist official. That's right. Pretty amazing. Yeah, the communist official had told him, you can use this state auditorium. That's right. And at the, at the last moment... Because of some pressure that was placed upon him, the communist official said... We're not going to let you have it. Yeah, he took it away from Pedro in the last minute, and so he had to scramble you know, to I mean, put what the program a, together. I mean, what a tragedy, it, yeah. apparent a tragedy. So we thought. So Pedro is given the big heave-ho, mm -hmm. but he finds a church about a mile down the road. Exactly. Uh -huh. He's running a campaign in that church. Is it successful? Oh, tremendously. Yes. Yeah, packed to the doors. And are people coming to Christ? Oh, yes, yes indeed. And Pedro is preaching. Preaching yeah. powerfully. He's got fire in his belly. He's he putting sure out his heart. He's yeah. just preaching and singing his yeah. heart out. Yeah, he laid it all out there. He's never been told it doesn't work. No, no. obviously not. <laughs> not yet, and even if he did, now I don't think they'd listen. Now, if you come to this part of the world, or to Australia or Southern California, you're going to meet so many people who will say, don't do it doesn't work. No one will go. No, have you heard this? <laughs> yes, no one's going to come. <laughs> I, I've heard it over. No, we don't do it anymore, brother. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't work, brother. We don't do evangelism anymore. Now, fortunately, Pedro hasn't heard this stuff. He's like the bumblebee. That's right. Uh, according to the law of aerodynamics, she can't fly. Can't fly. But it's never heard of that law, so it just goes ahead and flies. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's right. So Pedro is preaching his heart out, and people are coming to Christ. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's just a beautiful program. He just he put it all together last minute. And he's a great singer. Great. Yeah, oh, he's a wonderful. We've taken singer. we've taken him with him uh, with us to to Russia. Exactly. And by the grace of God, we're going to take him to Manila shortly. Yes, yes indeed. Mm -hmm. he, people love Pedro. But the old communist leader up there has got in a a great singer, putting on a tremendous. Uh, concert and is laughing about Pedro. Right. And we kicked the Pedro out. He's going to be a failure. That's yeah, right. They were taking advantage of all of the publicity. Yeah, that they Pedro used had our advertising the that the Carter Report paid for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so they wanted to capitalize. That even makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> so they figured they could capitalize on that and, and so just start a concert. As of their own. they've got this great communist concert, what happens? The winds kick up, and lo and behold, a tornado comes right through. A tornado. A tornado. Now, this is the second time in the history of Cuba that tornadoes have hit Cuba. Are you serious? Second time. The second time in the history of Cuba. Exactly. And so, and where did the tornado go? It just happened to go right over the theater. 
where the communist official was. With the yeah. packed house. With the packed house. Yeah. With the uh, Cuban uh, <laughs> replacement singer. I shouldn't be laughing about this. I yeah. ought to be saying this is dreadful. And it absolutely blew the roof off of the place. Literally. 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 And then from there, it caused a great panic. People were running all over the place. And you told me they had chandeliers. Yes, the chandeliers started falling from the ceiling. They falling on top of the people. The communists are big for these chandeliers. Oh, it was yeah. a fancy. It was a very fancy theater that's only used for certain... Uh, uh, concerts. It's like Jesus said, the house came tumbling down. Yes. Literally. Mm -hmm. Literally. And then criminals came in with knives. Yes. Yes. They started robbing all the people that were trying and to escape. And the lights are out. Exactly. And the people are screaming. Yes. Yes. It's chaos. And closes down in chaos and in shame. Right. Yes. People hurt and trampled. There was blood, he said, on the carpets. And yeah. a mile down the road. Is where we were with Pedro. And Pedro is preaching. Yes. And people are in communist Cuba are coming to Christ. Yes, people started coming forward. Can you say hallelujah, my friend? Amen. Amen. Can you say hallelujah? Carter Report supported, because this was a Carter Report campaign. Yes, exactly. it was. And he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't have been able to do any of this without the support of the Carter Report. Why not? Because they've got plenty of money for evangelism in Cuba, haven't they? Well, unfortunately not. The average salary for a pastor uh, in Cuba is actually only $28 <laughs> a month. Uh, and listen then, uh, to this, my friend. Listen to this. $28 a month is the average salary in communist socialistic Cuba. 28 bucks a month. Right. And, and how much is Pedro paid? Well, Pedro, unfortunately, doesn't even qualify for $28 mm. because he's still going to school. Yeah. So they and he's doing evangelism. And he's doing evangelism. Oh, I mean, and oh, goodness he's, me. he's bringing souls to Jesus Christ. I mean, Christ, goodness me, that's got to be stopped. But yet, he only deserves $13 a month. That's his salary. It's less than half. And he's got a wife. He's got a wife, and he's got a beautiful four-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. So $13. $13 a month. It's $13 a month. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. How does he live on $13 a month? Well, it's a strong partnership that he has with his wife as well, and she's a dentist. Just as well. She's pulling teeth. Yes. And she's running around all over Cuba. Um, but how much does that. she earn a month? She only makes about $38 a month. So, so she's... As a, as, a, as a dentist. As a full dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so unfortunately, they can't even afford to cover their rent. Uh, so they always have to scrape and save and do other outside activities in order to make money. Uh, Ellen and Susie, I was there when communism collapsed in Russia. Mm. I was there. Mm -hmm. I saw it collapsing. I saw the, the great lines of starving people. It's terrible. I've seen communism. Mm -hmm. I want to tell my American, Australian friends and the rest of you, don't be enamored with communism. Oh, Goodness no. me. No. no. I mean, look at Cuba. Look at it. It's, it I mean, communism. Cuba. I mean, communism, how can they defend communism Goodness. when you go there and the place looks like it's been bombed? A lot of the buildings mm -hmm. are like are devastated, crumbling, falling they, they, apart. Some of them look okay outside. Yeah, some of them have a nice facade mm. because they've been, they've been uh, re redone by the government. Certain yeah. buildings, certain areas. So they look good. So they look good, but mm. certain areas where a lot of the people live are just totally run down. And you go inside those buildings. I've been inside. What do you see inside those buildings? Nothing. Inside the structures are falling apart because yeah. they... And they're empty. Exactly, because mm. nobody can afford to visit or go out to eat or do anything, really. I want to tell the audience, this is the fruitage of atheism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People say, no, 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 atheism can be great. This is the fruitage of atheism. 
And the people look depressed. The they, people well, who wouldn't be depressed. I mean, you're making twenty eight on the average, twenty eight dollars yeah. a month. So what people, do the people live on? They have to. They live together in families. Uh, mm. The families live together, so they pool all their money together, mm. and then the government rations certain staples that they get every mm. month. So they're on rations, right? Exactly. Two, two what kilos a successful of sugar. System. Yeah. You get some flowers. You get six eggs per person. And that only uh -huh. depends on what is available to them at that right. time. And so. beans. And yes. beans and rice. And uh -huh. It's not enough for one person for a month. So what families will do is come together pull together what they get per month, and then they try to make that last as long as they can. But let me ask you a question. The people are deprived. They're living under complete socialism. Mm -hmm. people, don't, people have forgotten that the Russian system used to be called the Union of Soviet Socialists Republic. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking politics. Right. We're talking history. That's yes. correct. Mm -hmm. It was a socialistic system. And they had a saying over there when, <laughs> when I was over there when communism was collapsing. They had this saying, we pretend to work and they pretend to pay us. Yes. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> we pretend to work and they pretend to pay us. And Pedro is a Carter Report evangelist. He certainly is. And, well, I take my hat off to Pedro. Oh, because take two hats off. He's not only, he's going to school full yes. time. Mm -hmm. They've given him a church. Mm-hmm which they gave him probably the poorest church there is. Yeah. And he's got a family, a wife. Yeah. And his mother lives with them too. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a lot of responsibility mm. for this young man. But he just, he yes. just marches ahead and he keeps yes. going. Well, he's got a fire in his belly. He does. He sure does. And, and I got uh, to see that firsthand. And one of, Ellen, you're just finishing your master's in divinity in theology. Let me say this to you. An old campaigner and some people are not going to like this, mm -hmm. but often on occasions, the more degrees preachers get, the more boring they become. <laughs> I can understand that. Can you understand it? Yeah. And you can see it. Yes. Uh, the more degrees, the more academic they get. Right. And then they can't get outside of an office. Right. You know, they think they've died and gone to glory because they're sitting in an office. Or they're busy writing books of how to win souls when they've never <laughs> won any souls they're themselves. Out of, they're out of practice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've never done it themselves, and they're giving seminars on how to win souls. Church growth, and it says, mm. how many churches have you grown? Oh, well, nothing, I'm just telling you how yeah, to do I know, it. I can tell you how to do it, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty sad. <laughs> well, it's, it's sad and it's, it's silly. It's really, yes. yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's silly, it's spiritual sickness. Mm. Now, I guess Pedro's got a nice car. Unfortunately not. Uh, with the money that he makes every month, it's barely enough to cover any of the costs that they have for their but home. But he's a pastor. But he is. And so the, the church that they gave him uh, is actually 11 miles away from where he is, which mm -hmm. doesn't seem like a great distance to you and me that have cars. Mm -hmm. uh, but for somebody who doesn't own one, that's a 22-mile uh, round trip by foot. 22 mile round foot. Exactly. And I got to do that with him while we were there. One I thing about it, he won't be obese. Oh, no. Uh, no, definitely not. I mean, he. On does. beans and uh, 22 miles a day. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And because transportation to the church where he lives is rare. So he either has to get someone to help him get there, or on one occasion, it was 10 o'clock at night when he finished his, his Wednesday night church. Yes. And no buses, no one around. He ended up having to walk home, and it took him four hours 
to get home. He got home at 2 in the morning. I understand, too, that he was in danger one night walking home. Yes, he, he told me that he was walking home, and it's where the road to his church is very isolated. It's dark and no lights whatsoever. No lights. And it's hilly, so you're going up and down oh, these goodness. hills, and he's walking, and he said these three guys, he, he turned around, and they were following him. Uh -huh. So he started to walk faster, and so did they, obviously. So he figured... So there's crime in this communist country, yes. isn't there? Yes. Yes. yes but he told me, fortunately, I could run faster than they could, so I, I so was So he able... had to run, outrun them. He had yeah. to outrun them at this night. This young preacher of the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Full suit and tie, and he outran through uh -huh. them. So it's pretty... And he wears a suit and a tie. Yes. I thought preachers didn't do that anymore. <laughs> Well, he travels, and every time he goes to church and takes any meeting, he's always in full oh, suit and I, I, I thought preachers went to their churches dressed as though they'd just been to the beach. Yeah, and a lot That's of places they do. That's what they do in a lot of places. <laughs> Some places, yes. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're completely liberated. Yeah, they don't need to dress up to go worship. But the politicians, I've noticed, in America, and the sports broadcasters, can you, can you believe it? They wear suits. Exactly. I wonder why. Yeah. And Pe Pedro takes a, a whole level of professionalism and well, respect he's while he's preaching. And he respects God and he respects the people. Mm -hmm. Right. And the church members love him. Now, we've made a little, a little decision. And I want the Carter Report supporters to be in on this. We're going to buy Pedro a motorbike. Oh, that's going to be such a, now, a salvation for we him. We can't get him a car because no. he'd be, so many would be jealous of him. Right. And, and they're hard to come by, too. Exactly. And they're pretty expensive for what they actually are. You mean motor cars? Yes. yes. So, yes. but we can get a... We can get a moped. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of people uh, driving around in mopeds. And he said, wow. He said, that would be such a blessing if I could have a moped. It would save me a lot of time. Can I just sidetrack a little? Yeah. I never sidetrack if you know. <laughs> no, obviously not. You know, I used to have a motorbike. Oh, you did? You wouldn't really? understand this, Alan. <laughs> Guys who get degrees in theology don't drive Harleys. Oh. But I used to have a Harley Davidson. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's nothing much better than riding down a country road all by yourself early in the morning with the birds flying up and the air's cool and crisp and you feel the thunder of a Harley between your legs. Right. <laughs> oh, must be but, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time since I've had a Harley, and mm. my wife tells me she thinks I'm getting a little too old to be out on the freeways on yeah. a Harley. What sort of bike can we... Tell them... Tell well, them. We, we, we looked around and we saw a number of people on these electric, like a little Vespas. Electric yeah. bikes? Exactly. Electric. It's operated with a lithium battery. And they're yeah. pretty fast, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. and they're actually yeah. very quiet as well. They rarely make any type of noise, so that like would be... Like a Tesla. Be, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that right. would be the best option. The Cuban Tesla. Exactly. <laughs> and I think they run... Uh, you can get a used one for about $1,500, mm -hmm. and brand new, I think they're about $2,000. So obviously, that's something no, no, that's no. beyond... On reach for Pedro. And that's U.S. The, as well. The Carter Report supporters are going to help with this. Oh, that would be so And we're so going to help. No, no, our, our supporters. I'm asking you. Come on, support the Carter Report so we can support the Pedros of this world. Yeah. That's right. Uh, you know, as my old friend in Texas, Bill May, used to say, for crying out loud. Yeah, uh, We've got to do this. If we can't help him. You know, there's, there's a pastor I met there uh, from Guantanamo Bay. Yes. Yeah, we remember. We remember him. Oh, goodness me. He was so earnest and so pious. And he's in uh, Santiago de Cuba, which is on the very and, southern and, and end. And so dedicated. Yes. And so I, I actually left some money with Pedro. I'm glad. 
And I some asked, kind of report money. Yes, yes. And because yeah. uh, you had requested that yeah, he give some money to this pastor. And yeah, we've got to do this. Pedro knows him, so he's going to uh, find him and give him the little gift that was sent to him. We've got to help the starving pastors. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, people are not going to hear about this except right here. That's right. Mm. Exactly. That's and right. We've got to help the starving pastors to preach the gospel to the starving multitudes. Now, He's going to the seminary. Mm -hmm. Yes, we got to visit the campus when we were there. Oh, you did? Yeah, yes. and it's actually a beautiful campus. We could have sent you there for $10 a year. <laughs> I know, I know. Probably, it, it would have been a lot, lot cheaper. cheaper. Uh -huh. um, but he's getting a good education there, and it's a, a fully functioning, uh, running seminary. And mm -hmm. he's studying, and he's uh, finishing his first year right now. Mm. The, many of the viewers may not be aware of the fact that the Adventists run a huge educational system around the world. Right. Mm -hmm. The biggest church uh, educational system is run by our friends, the Roman Catholics. Mm. And the second biggest church school system is run by the Adventists. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. So they've got colleges, universities all around the world. Right. And in, in Cuba, they have a seminary. Mm -hmm. I'm told it's a good seminary. Yeah, yeah they have it's, a lot it's of people, a nice campus. They have a lot of people that travel from Central and South America mm -hmm. just to go to this uh, particular seminary. Now, now, think about this. Pedro is a pastor. Mm -hmm. Okay, he, he pastors a church. Yes. Yeah. And he's building a church. Correct. Mm -hmm. be, we'll come back to this. So right. he, he's a pastor. He's an evangelist. Mm -hmm. He's a singer. Yes. And yes. he's studying at the seminary. He wears many hats. And he's getting $13 a month. Beat that, my friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Whenever you're, uh, you feel like complaining, mm -hmm. he, he's got a fire in his belly. He believes in evangelism and he hasn't believed the, the big lie that evangelism is finished. That's because right. the idea that evangelism is finished is one of the biggest lies that came out of hell. That's the truth. Now, you know, you know, Pastor Carter, actually Pedro was influenced by the campaign that you ran there in 2016. Yeah. That's when we met him the, for the yeah. first time. In, in and Cuba. after attending that campaign, he actually decided that he wanted to go into seminary and to continue and to go in to become a pastor. And we ran a campaign there, didn't we? Yes, in 2016, mm -hmm. we went to the Church of the Vivora, which is the serpent. Yeah, they gave us the tough, toughest church in Cuba because they said, uh, we'll see how they get on in the Church of the Serpent. They that's hadn't right. had a baptism at that church for 10 years prior. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the pastor said, uh, it doesn't work. No one's uh, going to come. Nobody's going to come. I mean, it's sad, isn't it? And yes. we saw just the opposite yeah. Yeah. once again. House. We sponsored campaigns and ran campaigns across Cuba and saw the greatest number of baptisms in the history of our church That's right. in Cuba. That's right. You we know. did 10 campaigns across yeah. Cuba, plus uh, your uh, plus About 1,000 baptisms. Right. Mm -hmm. It can't be done, folks. Right. It's impossible. But fortunately, Cuba hasn't, uh, uh, Pedro, our man in Havana, hasn't heard this nonsense that it can't be done. Exactly. And like the bumblebee who doesn't know that he can't fly, he just goes ahead and flies. Now, he's trying to build a new church structure. <laughs> Yes. So he doesn't have enough to do. Uh, exactly. Uh, when we were there, I took three of the uh, services for him for his church so that he could focus on the campaign. How did he do? 
Oh, he did great. He, <laughs> he did all right. He preached on Wednesday night, Friday night, and Saturday. So service. we keep paying him still. Yeah. So, Hopefully, yeah. So uh, he's, he's earning his keep. I won't write to his professor at the Fuller Seminary and say no, he's no good. No, actually, the the people were very blessed. Uh, the messages that. Are he you gave. related to this young guy? <laughs> a little. Yes. You're his aunt, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I yeah. am. So we take what you say with a pinch of salt. But so, but he did do good. Thank yes. you. Um, yes. And the people were very warm and inviting. Um, but what was most shocking to us is when we arrived, uh, his church was a small church, probably yeah. the, uh, half the size of a small house. Uh, on the inside... Like the, a TV studio. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, well, smaller. Smaller? A lot smaller. smaller. Um, uh, it could fit. I think the capacity was about 50, 55 people. Uh, the inside of the building was just deteriorating, falling apart. It had a tin roof uh, held together by wooden beams, and over time, the wood began to... Uh, rot, yeah, and, and, rot and with termites and, and all of that and everything. humidity, and uh, it started to fall apart. But Pedro had noticed when he went into the church for the first time, and he was able to raise $9,000 and start building a new church behind the old church. Building. Now, he's got some help, not from Cuba, from out of the country. He got an anonymous donation. He said he's told everybody that he's trying to build this church, okay. and he got an anonymous donation. I want to say to our supporters, let us help Pedro to build his church for the glory of God and for the souls of the people. This is our responsibility. It is. Now, you got caught in a storm, <laughs> you and Javier. Yes, we did. Now, Javier is a great missionary. Yes, he, yeah. thank goodness Javier was there with me. Yeah. I mean, we headed back to Havana. Uh, mm. on the Sunday night yes, because it was an hour from where Pedro was to yes. get back to Havana. Yeah. And little did we know that the tornado was <laughs> coming that night. Yeah. So we, it was hard for us to get a taxi because there were none available. No taxi. No cars. Yeah. So we went to the corner and we just stood there looking for somebody that could drive us into Havana. We finally found this man with this old beat up car. Um, I mean, you could see the the ground through the bottom of the yeah, car. Yeah. It's rusted and old. Yeah. So anyway, as we're driving into Havana, it starts pouring. Goodness. Literally, it starts pouring. And he only had one wiper working. Yeah. So Javier was sitting on the right side and he couldn't see anything, but this little wiper is going and we're mm. thinking, okay, this is not going to be very safe here. So fortunately, the further we, the closer we got to Havana, the winds were kicking up. The rain was now torrential. Mm. So we hadn't, eaten all day long. So Javier said, let's stop at this restaurant that's like eight blocks from where we were staying. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just walk to our hotel. Yeah. And so the guy drops us off. And when we got into the, uh, the restaurant, the lights went out in all of Cuba. Mm -hmm. It was a blackout. So fortunately, we picked the one restaurant that had a generator. So the lights came back on. We were able to get something to eat. And then Javier said, can you call a taxi so it can take us back? Because it's, it's pouring. Mm. And he said, I'm sorry, no taxis are allowed to come this way because the rains are so bad. The, the water is just rushing down the street. No cars can come in. So he said, what are we going to do? He said, well, you're just going to have to walk. So, so you did it? It's pitch black. Yeah. It's storming and raining. Yeah. And there are big holes in the streets everywhere in yeah. Cuba. So we said, what are we going to do? We're going to walk. So Javier got out his cell phone and he sort of lit up the ground. And we just, I held on to him because the yeah. winds were really roaring by this time. We had no idea there was a tornado that was coming through 
to Havana. <laughs> so we're walking almost eight blocks to get back to our hotel. Yeah. We're seeing these metal things just flying across the air, and we're thinking, okay, it's just because of all this <laughs> garbage that's everywhere. But uh, fortunately, way down, we saw one building lit up, and it was our hotel. Let me tell you something. <laughs> You're now a missionary. <laughs> You know what a missionary, who a missionary is? Someone a person a with mission. a mission for God. That's right. Now, let me tell you folks something. While you were there, my son David was in India. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. And David was over there helping the work of God in India. We're on television in India. That's right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know this, but we're on television in India. It's t terribly difficult in India. And also... We're looking after some children in India. Right, we sponsor a, a uh, lot of uh, uh, untouchable children. girls. Some untouchable little girls. I want to say to the people watching, support this work. This is the greatest work. This is the best. This is the best investment. And then we're supporting some children down in El Salvador too. That's right. There's, keeping there's, them safe. That's yes. right. El Salvador is another country that's. And so, the work goes on. It certainly does. And I want to say to, lot to do. I want to say to both you folks, well done, good and faithful servant. Oh, you. It was you, our pleasure. You've done well, and thank God for Pedro. Oh yes. And thank God for you, my friend. Thank God for you because you make this possible. Please write to me today, John Carter, Post Office Box, nineteen hundred Thousand Oaks, California, nine one three five eight, in Australia. Write to me at the address on the screen. Support Pedro. Help us to support the building of churches. Help us to support the preaching of the gospel, whether it's in Cuba or in India. Support the preaching of the gospel in India where there's persecution. Mm. Amen. And uh, I just want to thank you, Susie and Alan and Javier for being true soldiers of the cross. Thank you. And until next time, May the Lord bless you and watch over you and thank you for standing with us. There's only one thing that really counts in this lifetime, your relationship to Christ. And then if you have a right relationship with Christ, you want to tell people about Christ. That's why Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. By the grace of God, we're going to do that. We are doing that. That is why we're going back to Cuba, to this communist land, to preach Christ. We're accepting an invitation to go to the, the vast, huge city of Manila, the capital of the Philippines. Been there before, but by the grace of God, we're going back. Please support us and please stand with us in the preaching of the everlasting gospel. You say, how do you do it? Who, who pays the bills? We do. Do you get any help, financial help from the church? No, my friend, we don't. But we get a lot of help from God and from his children. Please support us in the preaching of the everlasting gospel. It's the most important work in all the world. Everything else is almost trivia. So would you please Write to me, John Carter, Post Office Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Do your best for Jesus. Do your best for the gospel. 
and uh, in Australia, write to me at Terrigal. And we promise you this, every dime, every dollar is going to be used to win souls to our Lord Jesus Christ. Please write to me today. Thank you and God bless you. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.